Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. COVID pandemic shook the airline industry like never before. Every airline that did not have a freighter fleet was caught off guard as the countries around the world closed borders for all scheduled passenger flights, leaving very little hope for cargo capacity on passenger flights. Cargo was allowed to fly and there was huge demand for cargo capacity. Challenging circumstances make people and companies to be creative and really look for building resilience. Montreal headquartered Air Canada is an example of how quickly an airline could turn around amidst the most challenging circumstances. Air Canada launched its first cargo-only passenger flight in March, and since then, it has so far completed close to 5,000 cargo-only flights. Cargo has always been a significant part of Air Canada, which has in its fleet a diverse mix of aircraft that offer substantial cargo capacity on intercontinental routes and on regional routes. Revenue from cargo has gone up significantly in the last one year. Interestingly, Air Canada will soon have a fleet of freighters to capture the current and future market opportunities. To discuss what lies ahead for Air Canada Cargo, I'm so glad to welcome Jason Berry, Vice President of Cargo at Air Canada, to this episode of Cargo Masterminds. Jason joined Air Canada as a Vice President Cargo on 1st of January 2021. He moved to head the cargo division of Air Canada from Alaska Airlines, where he led cargo business from 2012 until June 2019. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Jason, let's uh, start with uh, uh, with your role at Air Canada as the head of cargo. Tell us about your job so far at Air Canada as the new head of cargo. What has been the brief to you and what are your priorities? It's been, uh, this is week seven, so I've just begun. And I think uh, right out of the gate, we recognize that there's still a, a mandate to continue to do all we can to keep as many airplanes flying as possible. And uh, really that means uh, looking at opportunities to fly cargo only airplanes uh, any place there is demand. And uh, that was really from day one, the beginning is let's make sure we're, we're, we're using our, our fleet as uh, efficiently as possible and capturing on the opportunity of the lack of capacity across the market. And more importantly too, it's uh, we're, we're trying to just ensure that our, our long-term customers have the, the support and capacity they need during this really a crunch. Um, long-term, uh, it was, uh, it's been from the day one is, we have some freighters coming. We are, we're launching an e-commerce platform and we still have our drone uh, uh, program that we're working with Drone Delivery Canada on that is continuing to, to grow and, and get some legs. And so we have a lot of things coming near term, uh, uh, but uh, the long-term initiatives, we have to start getting those knocked out. That's really been the, the focus. Yes, and we'll come to some of those uh, specifics later in the, in the discussion. Uh, uh, Jason, bring us up to speed with the current cargo operations at uh, Air Canada. How have things uh, improved since the hard lockdown has been relaxed? I don't know whether um, you still have a hard lockdown even in, uh, in, in Canada right now. Unfortunately, in Canada, we are still under a fairly significant lockdown. And in fact, uh, I have a curfew here in, in Quebec. I have to be home by, uh, still by 8 p.m. every night. And Obviously, it's part of the efforts to continue to stem the spread of the uh, of COVID nineteen, and I understand uh, why the the provinces have taken such a strong stance. We want to protect uh, the communities, but 
For the cargo side, it has been extremely impactful. And in fact, even just as much early as uh, this week, we re further reduced our international flying. And uh, as a result, the, uh, the pandemic continues to put quite a bit of pressure on the Canadian supply chain. Uh, and in particular, our ability to service all of our markets. Uh, we're doing everything we can to find, uh, be creative and fly cargo only airplanes, but uh, you can only do so much. And I think that uh, we are still reeling from the pandemic. And I, I actually don't expect uh, us to really truly be out of a, a hard lockdown for another few months, it, it, it feels. Jason, uh, if you can take us through how you have been, or A Canada has been creating capacity uh, significantly repurposing some of your uh, wide body planes uh, to allow cargo to be loaded on the passenger cabins. Uh, can you tell us how many of those um, aircraft have been repurposed for cargo? And going forward, will you be adding more of those? That's a great question. So we are we were the first to commercially operate the airplanes with uh, with on the main car cargo on the main deck with no seats. And it's something that we, over time now, we've perfected. And I think the team has done a fantastic job at it. We're, we've operated over 2,000 main deck uh, flights over the last uh, year, approximately. Um, we currently have five to six aircraft at any given time flying around with, uh, without uh, seats and on the main deck and, and utilizing that space. We're also utilizing our available passenger airplanes as many as we can. As of today, we, we have 31 cargo-only flights operating today. And uh, with the goal of really keeping that consistent through, for the long term to about 200 or more cargo only flights per week. We are in the process of looking at uh, the potential of uh, removing seats on additional flights, aircraft, excuse me. But uh, obviously, there's a lot that goes into that. It's a regulatory uh, requirement. And so we're working with Transport Canada and, and with our maintenance partners to see if that's even feasible. But we would like to do that if it's possible. With the, uh, with the current forecast of, of uh, travel likely not returning any, anytime soon. We would uh, like to leverage our, our skills and abilities in that side and get more cargo-only planes flying. Jason, the Air Canada also had done the, the repurposing of some of the narrow-body flights on the Air Canada Express uh, division uh, in order to kind of reach uh, your uh, regional network. Uh, uh, how has that been progressing and is that something that is still on with Air Canada? We're not doing that at the moment. And one of the challenges we've had is as the, as the provinces have had different type of rules and regulations and lockdowns, it's made it very difficult to, to facilitate domestic trade. And uh, although we did make a run at that using uh, our, our uh, narrow body fleet uh, as cargo only, it really did not work out as we hoped, uh, unfortunately. And we, we, we gave it a go. There just wasn't enough two-way demand to really support it. I have uh, a two-part to the next question, and the question is about the mismatch between the, the supply and the demand. Uh, how serious is this issue in the global air freight industry, and how serious is this issue with, uh, with Air Canada Cup? Sure. It, it's serious on both fronts, for sure. On the international side, you know, 50% nearly of the capacity was belly capacity that was flying around. And as so many carriers like Air Canada, have dropped down to 75%, 80%, even 90% less international wide body flying than there was previously, it's really put a lot of pressure on the bellies. They were a huge part of, of the global supply chain. And I think it's often taken for granted that those bellies, how much hard work they do in, the, in this industry. Um, it, it has been a significant impact. On the domestic side, I believe it's even been worse. Uh, it's even been harder for us with the, the with the policies that have put in, been put in place in Canada to protect the citizens. It's really required us to draw down our domestic flying quite a bit. 
um, we, we have a robust domestic network and it's we've just not been able to leverage that uh, with the current uh, demand for, for travel. And so I, I think as we look at the, what's happened to the supply chain, it's been pressed extremely hard. And uh, I think we are doing everything we can to ensure we're still moving goods for the customers that have supported us year round for years, but it is it's become very difficult. And, and, and we, are, we, we uh, are looking at ways to be creative. We are putting wide bodies in on domestic flights just to help, help uh, position cargo and keep the flow moving, but it's not a perfect science and it's definitely not how we'd like to do business. We, we are looking forward to a time when capacity comes back both from a domestic and a global perspective. Jason, let me come to the most interesting part of the discussion, which is actually uh, I had a I had a chance of listening to the the earnings call last week, and uh, cargo did phenomenally well. Of course, in comparison to the to the passenger division, it doesn't really make any much of a difference. Uh, but uh, your overall the the whole year uh, growth has been by twenty eight percent revenue, reaching almost a billion dollar billion dollar. Uh, uh, take us through some of the key highlights of uh, 2020 as uh, as an year that has been extremely challenging for the aviation industry. Of course, you came in to, um, to join or take up the role only on the 1st of uh, January this year. Well, I will say uh, I was, uh, as a cargo fan, and, and I, I love the industry, I've been watching Air Canada from the side and, and just so impressed with what they've done. But it, in 2020, it was a, a group effort. This was, although cargo is getting a lot of attention, this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for our, our, the other branches within Air Canada have supported us. Everyone rallied around the cargo team this year, to, uh, last year, to, to give us the capacity to get us airplanes, our pilots, our mechanics, everyone, uh, our, our, our flight attendants, all of our work groups, including the cargo team and the airports teams, have really played a role in ensuring that we can keep the supply chain moving. And whether it be cargo-only flights or even passenger flights where we only had 20% load factor. We were able to work with our passenger side to ensure that between the cargo mix and the passenger mix, we could have a sustainable operation and keep those, that cargo moving. It's often overlooked that in the bellies, we are bringing in PPE and bringing in COVID vaccines into, this, and into the country. So we do play an important role. Some highlights, I think one thing that I'm most proud of is the team, and we often don't hear this uh, in the news. There's oftentimes negative news about flying right now, but uh, Air Canada carried 2.7 million kilos of PPE into, this, into the country last year, to, and that, those went out to first responders, essential workers, and helped protect a lot of Canadians, and I'm proud of what, that, 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 uh, what we've done there. In addition to that, uh, we did have a record year for cargo. It was, a, it was a great result considering we got there in a way that no one ever imagined we would. I don't think you could have scripted 2020 uh, ever, it, it, there wouldn't have been one, uh, a, a route that we sought to get to over 900 million in, in revenue uh, this way. Capacity was down. We had to uh, pull air, seats out of airplanes and get very creative and fly passenger planes uh, with no seats, with no people in the seats. But by doing that and working with our partners and the other branches, we were able to put together a, a solid, very solid year. It's something that I think everyone in Air Canada should be quite proud of. Jason, tell us about the the freighter operations uh, that you intend to launch maybe later this year, you already have uh, some of your 767 already been sold to ATSG, which will come back to you or will be leased back to you um, as converted freighters. Uh, uh, what is the rationale for the freighter operation that you intend to launch uh, sometime this year? And uh, give us more details about uh, how many of them will be inducted and by when do you begin your commercial operations? 
Yes, so as you mentioned, we have two going being inducted this year, and we expect to have both of those flying by in the fourth quarter for peak season. The rationale behind it is, uh, you know, as you look at the strong network that Air Canada has built over the years on the passenger side and the cargo demand that continues to grow, it only makes sense to uh, to get back into the cargo uh, side of things on the freighter wide body freighter network to really complement our, our our fantastic passenger network. This is a um, this is not just an opportunistic play. Uh, I think this was in the works for quite some time. The timing is uh, is really just, uh, it happens to just fall under a time where there's a massive capacity crunch, but we are in this for the long term. These airplanes are going to be in our fleet for a very long time. They're, they are going to have a beautiful Air Canada livery, which I can't wait to share. Um, and so these are our airplanes, and we expect to, to deploy these airplanes on a scheduled basis to support the customers who've supported us over the years. And, and that's really what we want to be, is uh, take our great passenger operation and create a scheduled freighter operation that complements and actually helps extend our passenger network in terms of the cargo side. So as of now, how many freighters would you intend to have maybe like end of next year? Uh, as uh, you heard on our earnings call, we, we hope to have seven by the end of 2022, and we are working now, uh, actively working on getting our slots and, and sorting everything out. Um, but, uh, you know, the, our whole network really comes into fruition and, and becomes a whole unit uh, in 2023 as we continue to bring these airplanes in and start to, to build, the, build the program. So the remaining five would come from outside, or do you have the, uh, the aircraft already, which, which you, you could sell it to ATSG and get them back as uh, converted freighters? We have all of our own feedstock. So we are very fortunate. The 767s from our Rouge fleet that were retired earlier this year, they happen to be available. And I think this is another great story for Air Canada is we're taking a, an aircraft that was uh, really has used up its purposeful life, life on the passenger side. And we're going to take this now, bring it back into our network as a freighter and continue to drive new revenue streams for the, for the larger Air Canada. It's an exciting opportunity. We are thrilled that we've been given the trust, entrusted these airplanes, and uh, we're going to make the best of it for the next decade or more. So does that mean that you will uh, exit all 767 passenger aircraft from your fleet? Yes, they are already out. And uh, so that's, those are the airplanes in, that we are uh, eyeing right now to, to and considering for conversion. And they are just seven of them? Uh, there, are, uh, there are seven that we have identified right now. Jason, coming to uh, some of your vertical, and I, I want to connect your freighter operation network that probably would uh, would come into effect maybe at the last quarter of 2021. Um, how significant is this with uh, in relation to your e-commerce vertical as a business of Air Canada Cargo? They actually are two very separate things, and I think it's easy sometimes to to uh, confuse the two. The 767 has had a been reinvigorated because of the e-commerce market and the need to have that middle range, uh, mid range, wide body aircraft. And uh, and and though I will say uh, we uh, we are very much interested in being an in a part of the process of moving e-commerce on those on the middle mile. The e-commerce program that we've built is very different than our freighter fleet. There are they will definitely work together when we as we build up a domestic network with our freighters, but uh, they are they are not uh, intertwined or truly actually part of a, a, a similar uh, business case or strategy. Uh, the freighters really need to stand on their own, and we expect them to as scheduled cargo operations. The e-commerce platform is really going after our domestic uh, bellies, our A220s and 737 Maxes, which are fantastic cargo planes and already proving extremely uh, helpful for us 
And as our fleet and as the pandemic ends and we begin to start flying more domestically, that's where we see the opportunity with e-commerce is, is doing the, the domestic middle mile along with a first and last mile solution. Jason, can you think of think of the routes that probably you would deploy the 767? Is that uh, connecting to the Latin American uh, countries market? Yeah, we are uh, being uh, up in the Northern Hemisphere and where our Canada's position is, we, we are in a fantastic spot to really take advantage of some of the best two-way trade lanes uh, out there between Europe uh, and North America and Latin America and, and North America. We just have a great three-way trade trade partnerships that we, we believe we can leverage with the 767s. They fit that uh, those routes extremely well. And with our, our operations here in Eastern Canada, it just, it, it really does. The math works out extremely well and, and we're excited to be able to offer this capacity. Jason, I'm also a little curious to uh, ask you whether your Air Canada library on the 7.6 and would, would that be like Air Canada cargo or it would be just Air Canada? Um, I can't wait to share it. Uh, uh, the team, the brand team has, first of all, I will tell you, I think uh, we have a fantastic livery today. It's beautiful. And uh, I just, I, I'm just always uh, love to see the airplanes taking off. But uh, uh, they've been very, uh, they've been very, they've worked with us extremely well. And I appreciate the team and letting us have a little bit of uh, uh, recognition for the cargo team. So stay tuned. It's exciting. Uh, we're almost done, uh, but we have a, uh, uh, I think what'll be a, uh, you will know when a, when a Air Canada freighter lands. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh... Jason, um, uh, Air Canada is also known for um, taking something very, very creative, innovative uh, solutions for uh, for logistic. Uh, you've been one of those early airlines uh, who really thought and really understood the value of last mile connectivity and the role a cargo drone could play. Um, tell us about how would your cargo drone ecosystem that you that you partner with. Uh, um, Drone Delivery Canada, and then you have partnership with in Africa and in India that you have already signed up. Uh, how do you see that fitting into your e-commerce platform? It is actually highly complementary. Again, as we build our network, the core of our market is still our passenger network and the cargo net that network that we bring with that great robust flying across the globe and domestically. You add in the freighters, you add in e-commerce, they all work well. And then you take our Drone Delivery Canada a partnership and I just think that allows us to extend even further. And when you talk about first mile and last mile, I, I believe the drones are our solution to that impossible mile, the challenges. And uh, we are extremely eager to get that out and, and continue to grow that. It is growing and it's doing extremely well. Uh, and we've already seen that uh, there, as more adoption comes, we, we are at the forefront. Drone Delivery Canada has the best ops center. They are incredible at what they do. We are... Uh, thrilled to be a partner with them. And, and I actually think that as we continue to develop and mature our e-commerce platform, uh, that the drones very much have a, have, have a place in that. Okay, on to another important uh, topic of the discussion, which is the COVID vaccine transport. How has uh, Air Canada been building the capacity for COVID vaccine transport? Have you been already carrying the COVID vaccine already into, into your country? We are. So we have, uh, we've been uh, fortunate to support Canada in, in this as well. And we are carrying the vaccine uh, fairly consistently from Europe into, uh, into Canada. Uh, we have also just completed the, uh, a new uh, cooler in Vancouver, and we are in the process of breaking ground on a new 30,000 square foot state-of-the-art cooler in our hub in Toronto. 
um, that should be ready by the end of this year. It is, we are really set up for the, uh, the pharma market. We know how important that is. Uh, this has happened obviously before my time, but the foresight has been by the, by the leadership here at Air Canada, we recognize the importance of this and, and controlling that supply chain and keeping the, the temperatures uh, intact and the integrity of the product. But we actually are already carrying it. We have a great pharma program already. Um, we're only enhancing it with these invest, the investments we're making. Uh, today, we do see, uh, ironically, it's our passenger flights that are doing carrying quite a bit of uh, the, the COVID vaccine. Uh, and so it, it, it's good that we are able to keep some of our passenger flights flying because they have been a fantastic source of daily lift uh, for the COVID vaccine because of shelf life, because of the requirement. You do need to have an ability to have frequency to, to make sure that you can carry these, these, these uh, commodities into the country so that then the distribution can happen beyond. You know, Jason, I think in the pandemic or even now, there are only two verticals that have been talked about. One is the pharma or the healthcare products or the vaccines predominantly and the other one is e-commerce of course i think e-commerce did phenomenally well as a sector and results of phenomenally well as phenomenally well as a as a vertical within an or within air freight industry um within air canada cargo what are the other priorities in terms of verticals uh, that you that you would you would really like to build in 2021 and the in 2022 I think the first and foremost is we we do we we are not going to forget what's built this our business and our, our freight forwarding partners that we've supported over the year. We want to continue to provide consistent year-round capacity to those customers because e-commerce is very critical and it's an important part of the the evolution of uh, consumer expectations and consumer requirements. And we absolutely recognize that, and and I don't want to downplay it at all. But ultimately. We still need to ensure that the freight forwarders and our partners have access to capacity. Um, we, we, these freighters are something that is, excites me because as our passenger side, uh, occasionally passenger flights are seasonal and we have different gauge aircraft flying into different locations based on passenger demand. Well, those change in gauge can really affect what I can carry from the cargo side. So having freighters, I believe it allows us to get very predictable capacity to some of those core markets uh, along with our passenger flying to, to ensure that uh, year round, whether it's the peak holiday season or, uh, or the doldrums of summer, we will have the capacity there. And I, I think, I hope that that will be reassuring for our forwarder base that, uh, you know, just because peak season comes, we won't cut off capacity to, to deal with the, the peak mail and e-commerce. We are going to have freighter capacity and belly capacity available year round. And I think that, is, that has to continue to be a, a primary pillar of our business. Uh, we don't want to just chase what's what's the 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 uh, the hot item or the, the the growing demand. We have to find a good balance, and I and I think that's the at the focus of Air Canada and our team, and they've done a great job with that already. Jason, you said uh, this is your seventh week in Air Canada Cargo as a head of cargo. How do you make an assessment of your um, life at Air Canada Cargo? Because you have uh, taken a kind of small break after almost uh, eight years or it's about seven years at Alaska heading the cargo division. Uh, so how, how, do, how do you look at your uh, current role and how are you enjoying it? It's, uh, yeah, I spent two years almost in the ground handling side again for Alaska's uh, subsidiary, McGee Air Services. And that was a, a great experience. And I, 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 my time there was fantastic. But to get back into cargo, and you know, I started in cargo 25 years ago. It's, uh, it really is my first love. And uh, uh, it's great to be back. I'm getting back on. It's, uh, it's like riding a bike. 
Um, I, but I have a lot to learn, and I'm lucky that I have a team that's been very patient and getting me up to speed very quickly. I've all, I've never stopped following the, the trade in the industry, and uh, although I did take a break for a few months, uh, it's never been uh, out of my purview. And so uh, getting back in and getting back to the international side has been, uh, it's really invigorating. And on top of it, it's, it's invigorating because this team that we have across the, that's assembled across the globe is fantastic. We have, a, we have uh, people on uh, just about every continent and they know their business. They care deeply about Air Canada and I can feel their passion when I'm on my team's calls and checking in with them. It's been, I've just been impressed with their desire to uh, continue to grow this business. And I, I look forward to the future. We have a, a lot of great things coming. Yes, and on to my last question. How do you like to see Air Canada Cargo as you complete one year on January 1st, 2022? You know, we have a lot happening. We've got to introduce these freighters. That is first and foremost. Our e-commerce program, we hope to launch this next quarter. We have a website and works and then more to come on that. We are still really in the pilot phase. We are making deliveries with our with our uh, with a with a retailer today, and it's going extremely well. So uh, I hope by the end of this year we can look back uh, in twenty at January twenty twenty two and say we launched a fantastic. Uh, e-commerce solution for retailers in Canada and our freighters are out flying and uh, helping support Air Canada's uh, growth and uh, continuous, continuous global ambition. Jason, it was a pleasure talking to you and I really appreciate you joining us for this interview. I'd like to wish you the very best and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Sounds good. It was, it was great to finally uh, talk. Thank you. That was Jason Berry, Vice President Cargo Air Canada, joining us in Cargo Masterminds. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.